Yeah. Enjoy the show, plant a seed and watch it grow. Hold on. Enjoy the show, plant a seed and watch it grow. Hey. Purple flowers. Purple flowers. Hey. Ten Daniels, train flowers. Prince of hoops. Exclusive news on all the youth. Yeah, we got the juice. Fresh press on all teams and all the schools. I'm about to tell you what to do and show you how to move. Keep you informed of Hooper's on, who the new LeBron. Why you ask if you already know it? You already know it. If you inform the new LeBron, I'm a unicorn. Pass the torch and let me keep it going. Let me keep it going. I'm just saying what I see before I go to the league. Trendsetter in this hoop community. Hey, I'm just saying what I see before I go to the league. Trendsetter in the hoop community. Purple flowers. Hey, oh, purple flowers. Enjoy the show, plant the seed and watch it grow. Enjoy the show, plant the seed and watch it grow. Hey, enjoy the show, plant the seed and watch it grow. Press a hoop, we got the juice, and all the news. Press a hoop, we got the juice, and all the news. Uh. Purple flowers. What's up, everybody? How we doing? How we doing today? Welcome to episode two of Prince of Hoop. I am Tim Daniel, as always, with the man of the hour. The newest commit to the University of Louisville, my guy and your guy, Mr. Trenton Flowers. How are you, buddy? Doing good. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I uh, had a little bit of tough time getting home from your house uh, on Friday. A couple yes, flight sir. delays, but I made it. So I'm here. I'm happy to be here doing this with you. So we've been now, what, four or five days. How's life been since the announcement? Uh, It's been great. Kind of crazy. A little crazy, but you know what? I can and it says every day I wake up, it's a great day to be a car. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a, like I said, it's a great day to be a car. So, yeah, um, I've heard from some birdies and you can just wink. You don't have to say yes or no. You know, heard some some birdies. You weren't the last one to be coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I don't really know, actually. <laughs> I've heard I've heard some things, too. I'm going to say that, but I don't really know. That's it. That keeps us that keeps us from getting in trouble. So that's what I'm, we want to do there. I'm I'm on my toes like you two though. That's what I can say. I'm on my toes. There we I'm... go. I like it. I like it. So we're gonna talk a little bit today about the Sweet 16. Uh, we're gonna kind of talk about give our thoughts on some of the games, how we see it's gonna roll out this weekend. Uh, obviously, Trenton though, I want to kind of get some thoughts real quick. There has been a little bit of coaching changes moving around. You are a Louisville okay. Cardinal. Former Louisville Cardinal national champion head coach Rick Pitino is back in a Power Five conference, coaching at St. John's. I don't know if there's a more perfect job for Pitino at this point in his career. I feel like it's going to be excellent. I agree. New York native, and you know he he has the resume. He knows how to get deals to the NBA. So being back in the Power Five, I think it's going to be a good thing for college basketball. And you know I'm excited to see how it turns out. I am too. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to be in press conferences with Rick Pitino now. That's going to be fun for at least six years. That is. That is. Yeah. I, I own the St. John's. What's that? I said I own the St. John's. Yeah. Very big difference. Very big difference. Uh, but yeah, like you said, like I talked about this, like, you know, with this over the weekend. What's going to be interesting is New York City isn't what New York City used to be as far as recruiting. Like the, the talent level is not what it once was. But I'm curious to see who he's going to pull out of the woodwork because that's what he does. He finds he finds guys who puts pressure on and makes diamonds. Um, so I'm really really excited to see what he does there. And I think he said I'm with you. I think it's going to be great. I agree. Yeah, and that Ed Cooley going to Georgetown was kind of weird. 
was not expecting that one, but neither neither was I. Yeah. I, I thought Patino was actually going to be up for the Georgetown. Or there were some rumors there. Yeah, the conversation I heard was it was going to be one of the one of the two Big East openings was where he was going to go. Um, so, yeah, I think he would have done great in Georgetown, but I think St. John's is perfect for him, like I said. Uh, just that New York vibe. I just wish they would just go full-time at the Garden because Carneseca is such a weird arena to play in. And it's like, it looks like a high school gym. Um, actually, I've seen better high school gyms, but yeah, man, it's just a weird place. So, so, so Tim, if Patino did not go to the Big East, what college basketball conference would you want wanted to see him in? Ooh, wouldn't Texas have been awesome with Rick Patino? That would have been crazy. Going to the SEC the next year. Uh, yeah, going to oh, the SEC, SEC next actually. year, coaching against Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. I mean, I would have been cool if he went to Notre Dame, coached against you for a year, you know, a year, a couple of years, however long you're going to be in school. Uh, I'm not too <laughs> big on Notre Dame. I mean, Texas would not as, that. Yeah, not as sexy as Texas or or, or or St. John's for sure. But I, uh, I'm, I'm stoked, man. I love Patino. I think he's, I think he's the best college coach ever. I think he's so underrated. He so, is. He is. I agree. Yeah. All right, man. So let's get into it. We got some seat 16 hoops to talk here. Um, and I don't know. Where do you feel like starting? Should we start in the South? Should we start with the number one team? Uh, yeah, we can. It's on you. It's on me. All right. Yeah, it's on you. This, this one's on you. <laughs> All right. That's fine. All right. So let's go ahead and let's start there. So starting in the South in Louisville, Kentucky, where Trenton will be doing his thing next year. Um, we've got Alabama and San Diego State as the first game on Thursday. That is the 6.30 tip. And this is the ultimate offense versus defensive game. San Diego State locks in defensively. According to Ken Palm, they are the number five team defensively in the country. They're about 70th in offense, so they're all right there, but defense is their bread and butter. Um, they've got really dynamic players as far as on the defense side of the ball. They have Micah Parrish, who will attempt to guard Brandon Miller. Um but other than that, I think their their team defense is really skilled. But I just feel like in a situation like this, you look at what Alabama brings to the table with guys like Javon Quinterly, Mark Sears, obviously Brandon Miller. Um, it just kind of feels like it's one of those games where I feel like Alabama should roll. I, I, I agree. You know, although San Diego State has a strong defense, you know, they're they're where that's where they're gonna make it that's what they're gonna make it up on offense a little bit. That's going to um, kind of be their crutch, their defense, just because their offense isn't really, um, you know, as good as other teams in the tournament. But Alabama has a lot of – Brandon Miller's probably one of the best freshmen in the past decades, past decade in college basketball. So I, I don't really think they have anybody to guard him. And, you know, I'm excited to see what Brandon does that game. Yeah, I think he's just going to be as dynamic as he has been for all year. Um, now, I believe he's had a – He's had a slower tournament. He has had a slower tournament. So you are right. Yeah. Um, but this is a guy who we know when they need buckets, he's going to get buckets. He can be two of 17. But if they have that one shot at the end of the game, you know where it's going. And that's the guy you want taking that shot regardless. Um, so I feel good about Alabama there. I just feel like they're too dynamic. I'm with you on this one. So we both agree. <laughs> yeah. So we got Alabama in the Elite Eight. 
Now, who will they be playing? Will they be playing Creighton or Princeton? And now this is a really good Creighton team. You obviously know them pretty well uh, from your time in recruitment. Uh, you know, they have a lot of have some really good players. Arthur Kaluma is a guy I really like a lot. Uh, Greg McDermott's a great coach. He does a really good job with them. And Princeton's kind of the darling team of the tournament. You know, they've played really sure. well, obviously. Two big wins, uh, beating Arizona and getting to the Sweet 16, obviously. But um, I think Princeton's a great story. But I think this is where the road stops for them. That's where it is. <laughs> yeah, Creighton's just too dynamic. The way they spread the floor, um, their talent level. And look, I understand they'd be an Arizona team who you can say all those same things about. But Creighton's a very underrated basketball team. Um, they are. They played really, really well. I know they had a stinker in the Big East tournament, but I like them a lot, and I think Creighton wins this one. I mean, I agree. I mean, with guys like Ryan Nemhart and Trey Alexander in the backcourt, uh, both can hit shots, very dynamic. And then you also have do, a dude like Ryan Cockburner protecting the rim and playing in yeah. drop coverage and, you know, being a lob bit around the rim, that's going to be hard to stop all game. So I'm, I'm with you on this one. So I think Creighton's going to take, um, take this game. So that means on Saturday, you and I both have Alabama Creighton for a trip to San Antonio. Sounds about right. I'm excited for that. All right. Where do we go? For, let's go to the east, shall we? Let's talk a little Tennessee, Florida Atlantic. Um, Tennessee's had a really weird year. They're really, really good. Rick Barnes is an awesome coach. They just beat Duke, obviously. Um but just a team who could just have weird stretches throughout the season. They'd win 10 in a row and they lose three games where you're like, what the hell happened? They're really skilled. Um, they have a, have a pretty deep team. This Florida Atlantic team, I think is pretty good. Um, but I just don't think they're as good as Tennessee. I don't mean to take all the blue bloods here in the higher power five schools. Like I have been, but I really just feel like in this situation, Tennessee is just gonna be too much for these guys. They're so big and strong. And Rick Barnes is kind of coaches for situations like this. I kind of think Tennessee wins this one, and I don't necessarily think it's a close game. I agree. Now we said uh, we took Tennessee to beat Duke, right? Or did we? Take we did. We so did. Yeah. Um, you took Florida Atlanta to beat Memphis. I did not, so I do have to give you the benefit there. Um, That's me. Granted, neither of us took Fairleigh Dickinson to beat Purdue. Um, but you know, I'll give you your due for Atlantic. It's not surprising at the same time, though. No, it's not. Check out this stat I found when I was looking at the game. So, as we know, Fairleigh Dickinson was the smallest team in the tournament. Um, they got in there on a technicality from 641 remaining. Purdue is in the double bonus. They did not take a two-point shot until 54 seconds left in the game. I believe Zach Zach Eady didn't even touch the ball the last four minutes of the game. It was it nope. was a little stretch like that. So, you know, you're doing that's your best player, and you know he, he's been proven to do that all throughout the whole entire year and be that guy kind of down the stretch. And for him not to touch the ball, I mean, you can kind of expect a loss like that. Yeah, you got to, I mean, you know, it's just this weird, a weird paint, like Matt Painter job where he just kind of like his decision making wasn't making any sense. Uh, but you know what? That's what happens. You earned it. You earned the loss. This game's interesting. This Kansas State, Michigan State game. 
this is like Tom Izzo time, right? This is like why he's Mr. March. Because it doesn't matter what seed they are, he pulls it out. And they just beat a really good Marquette team. I could not believe how well they beat Marquette. Um, they just you know took them out of their own game, which is really hard to do with a team like that. And kind of just like put their stamp on it like Michigan State does. And look, they're decent on both sides of the ball. 38th in offense, 51st in defense. You know, they have guys like A.G. Hoggard, Tyson Walker, Joey Hauser who do things like this and make, take care, take over games. I do like Jaden Atkins a lot for them. Um, but, you know, this is kind of a really interesting matchup for them because Kansas State is also a really good team. You look at, look, they're the 17th defensive team in the country. So this is going to be a grinded out game. Um, what does a guy like Keontae Johnson do against this Michigan State team is what this game's going to come down to. I'm excited to see that backcourt play with, with Kansas State. Me too. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a really good game. I mean, Michigan State has really good guards. K-State has really good guards. And then, you know, K-State also has a, also has very, very versatile forwards with uh, Ishmael, I believe. 6'10", mm-hmm. can shoot the ball really well. And then and, yeah, there was also another dude, I believe, on K-State, number 35 or uh, – he- Case, yeah, on Kansas State. So there is Marquise Noel. Yeah, Naquan Tomlin. Naquan Tomlin. Naquan Tomlin. I like his He's game. Good. He can do it all at his size. So I'm I'm excited to see this game. It's uh, to my honest opinion, besides um, Gonzaga UCLA, it's the second best game of the tournament of this weekend. Uh, I'm back and forth. I think I'm gonna lean Kansas State. But there's no way, shape, or form I'm shocked that Tom Bezzo's crew pulls this one off. Oh, I can't bet against Coach Tang. I mean, he came in there and turned the whole entire program around this year. So I got to go with K-State on this one. Coach, All right. Coach Perry, too, my guy. So I got to go with K-State on this one. All right. So I also win K-State. So Tennessee, Kansas State in the uh, for the for the chip at the Final Four. That's like an incredible game. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Tennessee is the number one defensive team in the country, so it's like kind of like a, they're kind of mirror each other with how they play. Um, I like guys like Sakai Ziegler. I like guys like Santiago Viscovi. Uh, I think he's going to be a, he's a really good point guard in the college level. But Tennessee needs if this is the matchup that it ends up being, they need Josiah Jordan James to be. Not perfect, but awesome. Just absolutely awesome for them to beat Kansas State. I agree. So I think Kansas State's going going to the Final Four. I'm on with you on that bracket. I put K State to make it to the championship. So well, you know, I might have been I might have been right on that one. I might have been right. <laughs> that is uh. That's, I think you're the only person I've heard say that. So, so where are we at next? Where are we at now? All right. So, let's go up to the Midwest. We got Houston. We got Miami. I think Houston wins this one. Jarius Walker, Marcus Sasser, Kelvin Sanson at the helm. I think that's that's a foundation, man. Now, one thing I look forward with this game is 
Brazil Wong and Marcus Sasser going at it. So I believe that's going to be a good little matchup to, to see yeah. during the tournament. Probably one of the best between players that we're going to see. And I think it's going to be a good game. I do too. I think it's going to be dynamic, but I just think Houston's too much. I think that they're going to go to the final four, um, which I know we still have another game to talk about in this region, obviously, but I just, I feel like everything they do just works and their foundations there. I know they just lost to Memphis at the end of the, of their conference championship, but I think they're going to dominate through this, through this region. Now they had no Marcus. Marcus was not playing that game. He was hurt. I believe or he was out. Correct. Yeah. Right. He was out so the conference championship. And then uh, he came back for the tournament. My my NKU Norse, literally 10 minutes from my house, gave them a nice run for their money. So, like to see it. I'm going Houston. I'm going Miami. Ooh. All right. Now, Trenton, you're not going to hurt my feelings with this next one, with whatever okay. you say. So, okay. I just want to make sure we did talk about it. Uh, my Xavier Musketeers and Sean Miller's Texas, season. Texas, Texas all day. Texas all day. <laughs> it's, I agree. I don't love. I mean, Xavier played really well uh, the other night against uh, West against Pitt, but Texas is a top fifteen team on offense and defense. Marcus Carr's been doing college basketball for a very long time. Jabari Rice is really good. Dylan Dysu, Tyrese Hunter, Timmy Allen. They're so deep, and they're just going to kind of take this game over. Where, look, this is a great year for Xavier. Uh, Colby Jones has established himself in the draft conversation. Sule Boom has been a really good transfer. Really good. I yeah. I mean, it's a good team, and they're well put together. And then you have uh, Nunji, too. Nunji's a – he can stretch, good rim protector at the same time. So I feel like, I feel like they have the pieces to give Texas a run for their money. But when you go into that bench, I don't believe they're deep enough, so – I agree. I think Texas overall is just going to get them out of there. <laughs> yeah, you know Xavier is one guy they can like consider counting on to score off their bench, and that's Desmond Claude. And you know Pitt was fouling him on purpose to get down the stretch of that game, which I love Des. I think Des is going to be a really good player in college. Um, but sure. I just you know he was he was a target because they knew he wouldn't hit the free throws. So. I also am going to take Texas. I will be rooting hard, very hard for Xavier to win. I just don't see it, but a hell of a year. And I'll be happy. I'm happy with how everything went. Okay. We agree on this one then. So we're both going to take Texas? Yep. Okay, perfect. So I have Houston versus Texas for the Elite Eight. I'm taking Houston, uh, but I think it's going to be an overtime game. I think it's going to be close. That's cool. Now, I would like to see an overtime. That's going to come. That's going to be a come down to the wire type game. Yeah. We'll probably within one point within the last minute, 45 seconds of the game. And, you know, it's going to be one crucial possession for both teams. So I'm excited. I am too. So you, who do you have in your Miami-Texas matchup? Texas. All right. So you have Texas in the final four. I have Houston in the final four coming out of that region. That brings us to... The final region, which is the West, and the first game we have here is Arkansas and Yukon with my guy. Oh, dude, you talked about great one-on-one matchups. Anthony Black versus Jordan Hawkins is going to be a banger. That's going to be a That's going to be fun. That's, That's going to be, be fun. 
That's like a game within a game. It is. Yeah. I love Jordan Hawkins. I'm very high on him as a shooter. I think he's just like a, a dynamic scorer. He hasn't shot well this tournament. You know, he had a really bad game the first round. But I do like I like the, the talent of this UConn team. Uh, they're veteran dudes. Like, Sonogo's been around a long time, obviously. Um, but, you know, this is Eric Musselman territory. This is what he does. He I mean, loves uh, being these lower seeds. It's, it's unique to see uh, this many freshmen playing in the Sweet 16 game right now with Arkansas, with Nick Smith, Ebony Black, and Jordan Walsh getting major plan, major minutes. So, you know, I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to do out here and, you know, if they're going to be able to overcome some of the challenges that they're going to go through while playing. But Arkansas, I really didn't have them going this far. I thought they were going to uh, be done at Illinois. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Illinois, Kansas. And, you know, somehow Arkansas overcomes both of those teams. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm gonna go UConn for the sake of the veteranship. These guys have been playing together for a while. Um, I like, I like that uh, Arkansas team, but Sonogo's humongous, and he's gonna give a lot of fits there in the paint. So I'm gonna lean UConn, but I would absolutely love to keep seeing Nick Smith and Anthony Black playing because they're a blast to watch. I agree. So I don't think I don't think we should sleep on Arkansas, but I think UConn has his game at the end of the day. Yeah, I just I don't know. Um, I don't want you to talk bad about a coach by any means because it's not a good look, but for any of us. But I'll take I'll take this on the I'll take this one on the chin. Um, I don't trust Dan Hurley to make good decisions down the stretch. I just don't. You don't have to respond. I'm just gonna put it there. No comments. <laughs> there we go. No yeah, comments there we at go. all. <laughs> I don't want you guys playing UConn next year and he sees a comment you make. So that's why I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't want you to be locker I mean, room talking the UConn locker room if you guys play them somehow. For sure, for sure. I mean, I want all the smoke, but I don't want to like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take that one for you. Okay. All right. This is a game you're excited about. You're you're pretty fired up about this UCLA Gonzaga game. I am. What do you think? You know, I'll take UCLA all the day, all the way. Um, you know, I can't bet against my boy Amari Bailey. You know, he's been phenomenal this tournament. He's been playing a lot better. You know, you also have a dude that's, you know, seasoned like Tiger Campbell. And also another dude such as Jamie in the backcourt. And then UCLA also has pretty good depth this year, you know, with Dylan Andrews and, oh yeah, you know, other good guards coming off the bench, so. You know, I think they I think they have more talent than Gonzaga, but Gonzaga is just such a fund, fundamentally sound team, and they've proven to be such a good tournament team that, you know, you kind of can't count out dudes like Nolan Hickman, Julian Sparkle, and Drew Timmy. So. Yeah, guys who have done this for, you know, especially with the extension of college basketball careers now for right. a long time. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, I'm taking UCLA because I trust Tiger Campbell and Amari Bailey to put this game on their backs. I do too. And, and I think there is some, there's a bitter taste in you in Nick Cronin's mouth from the 2021 final four, when Gonzaga hit the buzzer beater with Jalen Suggs. And I think there's a part of him that wants that back. And, uh, I know a little bit about old Mick Cronin from his days in my hometown. And, uh, he's not one to let a grudge go. So he has those guys ready for this game. Believe me, he is not letting them walk out of there. Without a win. 
So I'm taking UCLA. I think this is like a 75-71 kind of game. I'll see that. I do see that. So that means it's going to come down between UCLA and UConn. That's fun. UCLA, That's UConn. fun. Yeah. I lean UCLA between those two teams, but um, I think uh, I think that's a, that's a very fun basketball game that I can't wait to watch. Now, do you think UCLA has the potential to go all the way this year? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so if you look at the, I sent you the Ken Palm website, which is a really good advanced statistics college basketball site. Their last, like I think, ten champions of the NCAA have been top 25 in offensive and defensive efficiency, but at the, you know, at the same time. So UCLA is currently 21st in offense and second in defense. And the way that they guard the perimeter is so dynamic. And it's just, a, it's a typical Mick Cronin, bring your lunch pail to work kind of team with some NBA talent. Something he didn't have a whole lot of at Cincinnati besides guys like Sean Kilpatrick. And Trey Scott. So, Trey Scott, you know, take that for what it is. That's my guy. I love him to death. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I definitely think you said I can go all the way. We do. We mostly, we definitely have a good one. I mean, yeah. this is probably. Do you think this is one of the best March Madness tournaments in the past couple of years? I think it's one that it's probably the most talented tournament that I, and that I remember just because of, you know, with COVID, everyone got extra years of eligibility right. uh, with the transfer portal, being able to add different players to different teams, I think just kind of changed everything. So yeah, I really do think it's one of the better ones. So I do want to wait to do our final four predictions to see how they turn out for next week, but I am excited to see how this goes. I have a question for you, though. I'm kind of curious your thoughts. We talked about this on the main show this week. Right. So uh, the World Baseball Class is going on right now, and it's been really, really fun. All the games are exciting. The fans are, like, for all the countries, are super into it. Okay. You're obviously a high-level recruit. You're a guy who's played, uh, you know, big-time high school basketball. You're about to go play big-time college basketball. I really feel like the FIBA – championship should mean just as much to our country as the world baseball classic does as the world cup does and why i say that is if you look at let's take the world cup for example okay. so the women's team is always in the running right they don't always win but they're always in the running All but right. we hang on to every second of those games as a country just like like it's life or death as far as like there are fan bases uh the world baseball classic the u.s has won it and they're in the championship this year the game's still being decided as we speak. Um, but we've, we've hung on to it so much. And like, you know, and there's, they don't win it all the time. In FIBA, we kick ass every year, right? Like we go out there, we win it all the time. Um, I know they win For the sure. Olympics every year. Everyone cares more about the Olympics and FIBA. I get it. But, you know, they're always competitive. I know they lost a couple years ago in Beijing. No, not Beijing. Where was that one? Um, but, you know, and I don't know if you have experience with Team USA basketball at all, if with your uh, with your recruiting or your your time like working out. Uh, but in your eyes, what do we? What does FIBA need to do? What does Team USA need to do to be adored the same way that we're looking at the World Baseball Classic and the World Cup? That's a good question. 
Um, you know, I don't really know, <laughs> actually. You know, I haven't really thought about that. You know, for me, uh, Team USA, I, I have not had the chance to be a part of that yet, to join it. You know, I've talked to the, I've talked to the people, you know, since my freshman year. And then now with me uh, reclassifying up, you know, I have the potential to, I believe it was, no, actually, no. So if I didn't reclassify, I would, I would have been able to play uh, U18s, I believe. Okay. The World Summit my senior year. But, uh, you know, now since I'm foregoing all that, uh, I don't really get a chance to play for Team USA at, this, at, this, at the grassroots level. So, you know, I haven't really thought about that at all. But, you know, that's a very good question. And maybe next show I could think on it and uh, talk about it a little bit. Yeah, because we've got, uh, we got the FIBAs this summer. So I think one thing that one of the guys made the point of, um, and I kind of agreed with it on, on the main show, was the teams that we send to FIBA are not the teams we send to the Olympics. And I think that's a really good point because I feel like if it's like Jason Tatum's playing in FIBA and he's playing for the gold medal next summer, I think people are going to see that like be like, all right, yeah, for sure, bet. You know, like this is probably the last year. Kate, I don't think KD is planning on playing Team USA this year. So I think star power is a big part of it. You know, no disrespect to guys like Kelton Johnson, Derek White, they're great players. But I don't think people are just thrilled seeing those guys play as like John Moran or Damian Lillard. You know what I mean? It's crazy because the star. Stars have not been um, – they really haven't been trying to play for Team team USA lately. Yeah. You know, I believe it was a couple – last time we last time we seen Team USA play, I mean, you had Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony. You know, you had those type of dudes playing out there. And then now, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what you can expect to get. I think COVID changed a lot of things. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for sure. So – I'm kind of curious to see uh, what type of players end up in the games, and you know, I'm excited to watch. And the Olympics are not this year, but next year, right? Right, yeah. So, right. Um, yeah, because it's like, you know, look, I'm a Bulls fan. I absolutely love Alex Caruso. Uh, he's being recruited to play for Team USA, and he's a great perimeter defender. We know who he is, but, like, does he excite me the same level of if DeMar DeRozan plays in the Olympics? No, he doesn't. Oh, exactly. Even doesn't. Zach Levine. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, is Donovan Mitchell going to play? Is Steph going to play? Like, those are the guys that I want right. to see play for playing the FIBA championships. And I think that's what Team USA is kind of missing. I mean, I would be excited to kind of see Team USA go a little, a little bit younger, just because I feel that we have a lot of good, uh, you know, younger talent in the league right now. Oh, yeah. Like, so, like, like Paolo? I'm in. I would, I would like to see that. No, yeah, I'm, I'm also like a, a big fan of uh, Shaden Sharp, too. I love Shaden Sharp, oh, man. But he's Canadian, actually. He oh, yeah, Canadian. you're right. He is Canadian. You're so. right. Yeah, I'm curious about, like, the younger thing's a really good point. I agree. Because um, I think, you know, the, bear with me with everything going on with Ja, obviously, if we move past that, I think he could definitely be, like, the guy to build Team USA around for the future. I agree. Because, you know, like you said, like, guys like Steph, LeBron, KD, they probably just don't want to do it anymore. You know, they've done it. Um, well, Steph has really, he's played for the world championships. He's never played in the Olympics. I mean, LeBron's um, on what his third Olympic. Second, yeah. He's played, third, he's played three Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. So. He's got two gold medals. So he doesn't want to do it anymore. And you can't blame him. You know, he's, he's, he's been there, done that, but you know, in a real, in a, in a 
in a perfect world, you're building this around Zion and Ja. You're building Team USA around them for the future. But Zion can't stay on the floor, obviously. So, no, not at all. <laughs> not at yeah. all. So it's a bummer. Probably not seeing Zion in, in USA. No, I agree. All right, man. We got some final. We got some Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight talk. We got ready for the Final Four. I'm curious to see how we're gonna do compared. We talked a little Patino. We talked a little Team USA. It just popped in my head, so I had to ask you about it. Um, what do you want to touch up before we get out of here? Anything particular? You ready to roll? Nah, I don't really have anything to touch up on. You know, all I'm gonna say is go cars. So <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I don't really have anything else. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, he is Trenton Flowers, the Prince of Hoop. I am Tim Daniel. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll be here each and every week here on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. Please make sure you take 10 seconds to go to your nearest podcast app of choice, whether it be Apple, Spotify, or Google. Give us that nice, solid five-star review. If you want to buy some gear, go to 48minutesbasketballnetwork.merchmake.com. Support the group. Support the team. Support Trenton. Support me. Take it easy, everybody.